everyone. This is Catherine from WDW Happy Hour. We are all here. We've got Holly, Rob, Scott, and Matt. This is our bonus, bonus, bonus episode. Um, we are recapping day one of the D23 Expo 2017. Um, so we are all pretty tired. It's been a long day. We've got a long day ahead too. Um, but we wanted to talk about what our day was all about, what we saw, what news, and what we can break to you. So it is about 5 o'clock on um, Friday the 14th. <laughs> And we are all crowded into mine and Catherine's hotel room um, after being at the convention all day since, what, 6 o'clock? Yeah, it's been a long day. Yeah, so we did both the Legends uh, panel and also the Animation panel, both in Hall D23. And we did a lot of waiting. We did a <laughs> lot of sitting. We did a little bit of standing. A lot of I did a lot of standing. Rob didn't sit at all. A lot of observing. Yes. I'll say people watching. Yes. <laughs> a lot of people watching. And I have to say, if you are looking to know what is on the expo floor of the D23 convention, <laughs> this is not the podcast for you. Because we did not do any of that. We essentially spent our entire day waiting to get into Hall D23 and then in Hall D23 at these panels. So um, our game plan was to first see the legends. Um, we woke up around 6 a.m. The panel started at 10. Um, so we had a lot of waiting this morning. Um, we were all gold members. So we were able to hang out in the gold area for uh, the queue. And it looks like they had like the front part of the queue was for the gold members. There was A, B, and C, which was the left, right, and center. I said those in the wrong order. B <laughs> is the center. Um, and then... Um, if once those filled up, the general population filled in behind the gold members for D23, which was interesting. This is the first time they've had a dedicated line. Um, and in the morning, it ran really smoothly. We walked in and like we were all like, wow, this is so much better. Security was great. Oh, right? my gosh. Yeah. Um, bag check. Well, that's obviously security. The ticket process of just them scanning the uh, the ticket. That Very smooth. Yeah. Metal detector. You go yep. with the metal detector. Getting into hall D23. The logistics of how they were filtering the line was exemplary this morning, and we were all thinking, like, wow, maybe the D23 Expo finally ironed out the kinks. Guess what? They totally <laughs> didn't, but we'll get to that. Why don't um, we talk a little bit about the Legends? Yeah, yeah, so we waited for the Legends, and weirdly, this is so strange, um, you know, what do you do when you're sitting in line? We were all on our phones. We're posting things on Twitter and Instagram and, uh, you know, Facebook. So follow us on all those things because we were posting things as we were seeing them. Um, and all of a sudden on Twitter, we got an official notification from D23 that Whoopi Goldberg would be one of the legends, which we thought was so weird. Previously unannounced. Previously unannounced. Like, surprise via Twitter about an hour before the panel started. Yeah, so while everyone was still waiting in Hall E, the big almost like hangar area, um, yeah, we all got, because we have um, notifications set up on Twitter for Disney D23, their official uh, Twitter handle, and it was such a weird, uneventful surprise strange way to announce that why couldn't they have waited an hour and you know what so they gave out on everyone's chair there was like almost like a little bookmark large bookmark sized 
uh, a piece of pa- yeah pamphlet. It's just one double sided piece of of um, poster board, basically, or pa- whatever, postcard. like postcard. <laughs> and it says on one side, it has all the lists of all the legends being inducted, and one of them listed is Whoopi Goldberg. So. I guess that they were like, oh, well, we already have this printed and they're all going to see when they sit on in their chairs. We, but it's so strange, like, because it, it, does anyone like else? Johnny, Johnny Depp was inducted two years ago and they complete did surprise. Not, they did not print it anywhere. It was it was the last thing. It was a huge surprise. He came out as Jack Sparrow and it was really fun and really exciting. Um, but not this year. Like, yeah. I thought that was really if, if they really wanted to do it, they I think, you know, based on my perspective, Stan Lee got probably the loudest applause. Like, he would have been a good surprise inductee that they could have wrapped up at the very end with. It just didn't seem like... There was, there was no no suspense at all by the time you got into the hall. Yeah. Um, I mean... So we, I, were, we were still thinking there would be a surprise inductee. There was not. Yeah, there was not. There was not a surprise inductee a la Johnny really Depp. I was hoping for Harrison Ford. Yeah. Yeah, and That's I think that would have made a lot thought. of sense, but... I mean, um, they had already had Carrie Fisher. They had Mark Hamill. Yeah. I and, mean... Yeah, and they had... Um, and they it had, just would have made sense. They had George Lucas uh, the Two last time. years ago. Yeah. So... Everyone, I thought that everyone's speeches were really good. Who do you think had the best speech? um, Mark Hamill was a little verbose. Yeah, Um, I agree. I thought that, um, I really, this is strange. Oh, Oprah was incredible. I thought her speech was great, but I really liked Gary Marshall's kids. Yes, Gary Marshall's kids were great. The son of Gary Marshall sounds just like a young Gary Marshall. He looks and sounds just like Gary Marshall. And he was very charismatic. The daughter said a little bit at the end, but I thought that that was like a really concise, great speech that honored the late, great Gary Marshall. I think that was my favorite. Was Manuel Gonzalez the one who told the story about his dad's car? Yes. Yes. I thought that was a great story too. A really like very personal Walt Disney story, which is like one of those things that's probably such a big deal in their family. And now it's been shared with thousands of people. So I thought that was pretty cool. Nice anecdote. I yes. really enjoyed um, Carrie Fisher's daughter's letter. Yes, that was nice. Uh, was Carrie Fisher's touching. daughter, Billy Lord, was not there, um, but she wrote a letter, and Bob Iger um, read it out loud, and it was really, really beautiful. Had, had a strange... Um, in She ha- strangely felt the need to include that she was unable to make it because she was working on American Horror Story. Yeah, well, I mean, rather than... Just saying I'm unable to make it. Yeah, because she was the only... She was the standout that did not have someone uh, except for the award. Right, so... And uh, Stan Lee was there. I know that was kind of a question because his wife passed away last week, but Stan Lee was there, and he, um, you know, he was charming. I thought he was great. He He definitely got the biggest... And he was a little emotional, and he was a little emotional talking about Jack Kirby. Yes. He didn't... He didn't mention his wife at all in the speech, interestingly and she was enough. And she was in the video, um, like like the intro right. video. Before every person came out and gave their speech or had someone give um, had someone speak on their behalf, they showed a little um, uh, vignette. a vignette of their accomplishments, their, their life, and they had, um, is it Joan? Joan, yeah. Joan Lee. Um, it was some video clips of her speaking about... Uh, her husband, it was really sweet and sad, but um, he was talking about Jack Kirby, who was the legend who was inducted right before him in the show, and Stan got a bit 
teary-eyed talking about Jack Kirby, and he was so happy that he had been inducted. Oh, well, because they were partners. Yeah, they yeah. worked together a lot on they were that many of the comics. Yeah. yeah, they were, I mean, juggernauts in the, in the comic book industry. So. And the way they, which I thought was interesting, the way that they grouped them together, they did um, Stanley, Jack Kirby... Um, and Manuel, Manuel Gonzalez and Clyde Geronimi all together. No, at, Clyde Geronimi was yes, was a hundred percent. I am right. Mm-hmm. Oh, my bad. Right. Solid. And, yeah, and they had the cast of Dancing with the Stars come out and do like little, I don't know, like little Dances. performances <laughs> for each person. Like each person had their own song. Like Stan Lee was back in black, which I thought was pretty badass, but I wasn't even looking at the dancing. I was just like, man, if I'm ever honored in this, I just want it to be back to back, back in black. <laughs> yeah. It was a little weird. The dancing was a little Oh, weird. when they did, oh, Mickey, you're so fine. I was like, this is so yeah. stupid. This is so like, it was just lame. So like, low, low hanging fruit. Like who is this catering to? I, I don't get it. Like what, what yeah, do they where feel is... the need because it's an ABC slash Disney yes. property. They, like they have to, to throw them a bone. Inc- yeah. Incorporate it. I don't and know. And we didn't even mention this started with a five minute sizzle reel of just like <laughs> all things Disney under the umbrella, which I really loved, except I for, kind of forgot about this. They had a lot of sports clips in it. And I was like, this means yeah. nothing to me. The only one that I liked was Bill Murray and the Cubs. Like, I was like, and, yeah. Oh, wait, hold on. And, and that made, right. I mean, that made even less sense when you think about the World Series airs on Fox. And I noticed for each of those clips, they had a sports center logo in, I think, the upper right-hand corner. Mm-hmm. But it still made – like – <laughs> they, they do broadcast regular season baseball. ESPN does, which obviously Disney owns. But it just – it seemed disjointed. So like in the in the midst of like them showing a clip from Moana, then it like segues directly into Kevin Durant. Yeah. Like <laughs> post-winning the uh, – post-winning the and Kevin Durant's mom being like, you did it, baby. And then like goes right to Cars 3 I, and you're like, oh, okay. I, I guess that was, <laughs> that was okay because the, the finals – the NBA finals are on ABC. It was it still was, weird. The baseball thing was weird. Yeah. They even had college football in there. Penn yeah. State getting scored on 20 Clemson. times in the, in the Rose Bowl. Was, uh, <laughs> a little knife yes. in the heart. Yeah. Yeah. The first, the yeah. So now, um, no, go ahead. I was going to say another interesting thing on the Disney Legends panel was the, was it Oswald the Lucky Rabbit? Was, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So Bob Iger made a quite an interesting comment. Yeah. He, he essentially said that his greatest accomplishment was securing the rights back to Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. And that we're going to do all of these great things with Oswald. And, like, it kind of was a weird segue because this, this was not the animation panel. But no. then he did this thing where he put they put Oswald in, like, Star Wars. And, they superimposed and, his picture in, in, in stills from the movie. I, I thought either they were going that they were going to do, use him in an animation fashion or an attraction, possibly foreshadowing to tomorrow's parks thing. Yeah, it was definitely. So and we didn't. The and could, spoiler alert: we didn't see any Oswald or mention of Oswald in the animation panel. So if mm-hmm. if it's something in this D twenty three expo that he's alluding to early on, we haven't seen it yet. And another little tidbit while we're talking. <clears throat> so so Oprah gives her speech and starts off, and I think it went up. It went over ninety nine percent of the people <laughs> in the room. But she she references Bob Iger and says, 
President Iger. Yes. Yes. And uh, <laughs> if you're not following the rumor mill that's out there, there's rumors of Bob Iger running for United States president in 2020. <laughs> And it it was just interesting. That and she like Rob was, and I like that. locked yeah. eyes yeah. when she said that. Yeah. And you can also tell, which I thought was awesome, that the um, the honorees highly highly respect Bob Iger. Agreed. Like like you Everyone could tell like gushing. like Oprah and and Whoopi they are friends with Bob Iger. Like like Mark they, Hamill too. Yes, Mark Hamill. Like they truly and. Like that that letter that Billy Lord wrote on her mother's behalf. I mean, that was written to Bob Iger. Like they, you can tell that these people highly respect, highly respect Bob Iger, which is awesome. Friend of the podcast. Yeah, that's true. Um, he's he is a very charismatic speaker to listen. He to. is he's so, a great. He's, he's a great, great person. You know, if you were looking for a highlight for me, his delivery in introducing people was probably the highlight of that. So you're saying he could thing. be. President of the United States? Oh, absolutely. He's got my vote. <laughs> yeah, no, he's too. probably too intelligent and articulate to be the intelligent to be the president of the United States. Well, I I agree with you a hundred. I think he was like just so captivating watching him. Like they had the teleprompter in the back, and I was like half watching the teleprompter, half watching him, and he had such a great um, delivery with he ad libbed a little bit. And, like, he didn't stick to the script 100%, but where it was appropriate. But he has, like, the utmost seriousness. He's just great. He I, crushed I, it, which is more than I can say for John Lasseter. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's talk about, before we move on from the Legends um, Ceremony, they ended on a strange note. In fact, both of these panels ended on a strange note. Mm-hmm. It's normal in any kind of presentation like this, when you're a big company, especially in years past of the D23 Expo, that you want to end with a bang. And they've done that in years past. So they ended up with the reason, even reinforcing our thoughts of why we thought there would be a surprise inductee, is they ended with Julie Taymor, to which a lot of you guys are going at home listening are going, who? She (laughs) is mainly known, at least in the Disney She's one of the more famous ones on this list. Yes. She is. I I wouldn't have known. No, No. I I don't know the If you ever followed like pop culture news, like maybe 10 years ago, she was in trouble with Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. Her name was in the headlines for that. It, and it was know, not in a positive way. She's a, I know she's the Spider-Man a, story of the yes. actors dying, but yeah. I, I wouldn't know who. Yeah, she, she was. was she took the heat involved. for that. She's a, uh, a theater in musical, not just musical theater, but theater director, producer, creator, and and, and and creative, yeah, creative specialist. So she was heavily involved in the design of The Lion King on Broadway. Um, and her work is is fantastic. She's done a lot of work, you know, in you know film and TV. But yeah, they didn't show the Spider Man turn up the dark at all on that sizzle reel. I noticed. And Spider Man's a Marvel property, but it's pretty funny. But so they ended with her. She gave a a really long, uh, very pretentious yes. speech. She, I didn't. She yeah. art like it was very like theater art like it like this is Agreed. so important and like it was like Jesus Multiple Oprah stories. just got up there like yeah. two two long stories about like death a child dying and like she gave like, the longest Oprah Winfrey like gave the most beautiful re- and so did Whoopi but yeah she gave the longest speech out of anyone and I mean yeah so and then and then at the end. Bob Iger says he does that whole, um, we've got one more thing. And we were like, here comes that surprise inductee. 
He's like, we've got the cast of The Little Mermaid. Oh, I'm sorry, of The Lion King. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. It's been a long day, guys. We've got the cast of The Lion King out here to perform. He's like, and this, and he said something like, and this is, just, you know, especially for you, Julie. And so, like, then it became clear that the reason they ended with her is because they had this big finale plan with... Oh, I didn't even put that together. The Lion King performance. Now. That's why they had her last, because yeah. it segued into this Lion King performance, which was strange. Oh, you know what we totally forgot? Go ahead. Aniko, not, uh, Aniki Nani Rose sang um, Go the Distance at the beginning, which was like a tribute to a lot of the prior legends, and that was awesome. That I was thought, great. I thought that Sorry, was a highlight. I, I glossed over that. I totally forgot about that. And then the Cadaver Dans also performed to introduce Wayne Jackson, which was okay, but then they brought out the Dancing with the Stars people again <laughs> to like the most like techno dance <laughs> yeah. version of Grim Grinning Ghosts. It was weird. I was literally laughing It was. Loud. It was, was laughable. Like, this is ridiculous. They just should have stopped like right after the yeah. Cadaver Dans and, 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 and intro to Wayne Jackson. <laughs> so the legend ceremony was good. I mean, it wasn't great. I mean, the people were awesome. I mean, Whoopi Goldberg, Mark Hamill, you know, Stan Lee. I was Oprah. so happy. Oprah was amazing. I was so happy to see that Stan Lee was actually there, you know. Happy, spry. Yeah, many, uh, you know, thoughts. Gave us to, some Excelsior. Yeah, gave us some Excelsior. Us you know, our, our thoughts to him and his family in a difficult time. But it was such a strange note to end on. And then we went, got out of line, got right back in line to Holly to wait for the animation panel. And let's talk about waiting in line for the animation yeah, I was panel. Say, let's talk about can that. I, can I describe in. this almost yeah. metaphorically? Okay. It's as if you were getting on test track and you they told you the only line for whether you were a gold member or a regular member or whatever, was to get in the general line for test track. And then some people discovered you could just go through the single rider line with your whole group and just force your way onto the ride. And then everybody all of a sudden realized that you could make that transition and go into the single rider line almost all at once. It was the biggest mess I've ever seen. I think a large it was event. one of the biggest logistical nightmares I've ever seen at a large scale event. Yeah, um, that was worse than anything. We this, speaking for Robin Holly. This was our sec. This is our second expo, and this that was by far the worst. That was worse than anything we saw the previous time. So when we got there and we got in line, there were already a, a, a large group of people that were lined up. Um, farthest away from the entrance where you're actually corralled in eventually to be let onto the uh, into Hall D23. And they were saying, it's all one big line. And we're like, all right, we'll, we'll line up. And they said, once, you know, everyone gets situated, we're going to start pulling from here. And then, you know, you and guys... It, there did seem... It made sense. ...order to it when we got down there. And we're like, okay, that was okay this makes sense. We were. And then as we started standing there and the line started accumulating... Then we saw people just start coming in from the outside, not going into the aforementioned line that they said, and just going right in to line up to go into the hall. And we were like, well, what the hell? What are they talking about with all these people who said it's one big line and we're supposed to stand here? So eventually I went over and I said, I'm going to go and talk to these people. And I asked a, a volunteer uh, who was uh, working the expo and I said, well, what's going on here? We were told when we walked in, that it's just one line and we're supposed to stand over here. We've got a large group of people, hundreds of people standing over here, but yet all these people who have literally just walked in the room are just walking in to be let into the hall. I said, how does that make sense? And the kid just looked at me <laughs> and goes, listen, 
I don't know. He's like, you'll have to talk to John. He's the one in charge of this. And he's just been letting people in. And he kind of like gives me the whole like point back to a guy named John. I see the name tag. This guy, John, he's wearing a white, uh, like a button down shirt and a tie. And he's like, got the, he's clearly like some kind of manager. He is literally, and I've never seen this. I've only seen this from a metaphorical uh, standpoint. He's literally ripping his hair out. He's grabbing his hair. He has his hands, both hands on his head, literally ripping strands of his hair out. And the look on his face of just like the, like just this nightmare of people flooding in and him not knowing what to do with this line. And the fact that he was horribly understaffed, just abject terror. And I was like about to literally talk to John and he just like white faced, like a ghost just walks past me breathing heavily. Like he's about to like, freak out and I was like well I guess I'm not talking to John and then I said and I and then I just saw people just started walking in so I motioned to the rest of of the team and I was like guys let's just go in because they don't know what they're doing and so we were standing in line and like meanwhile like the the natives were getting really restless because the people around us were like wait a second those people are just walking in and like slowly the huge crowd was realizing that they were getting so screwed over so like I'm like like the like the Three or four groups that are standing around us. I'm like, come on, guys, let's go, let's go, yeah, let's we're go. We're lucky we beat the yeah, realization the, the, because I think everyone realized it almost at the same time. Yeah, we, we were, were like five minutes before yeah. everyone else realized. So we yeah. we just went in, and the woman at the middle corral, not the corral Matt went in, was like, clear the way, clear the way. It was like the Titanic. It really did remind me of the Titanic, saying like it just. People screaming. There were not enough lifeboats. And and the and the crowds, the masses were just taking over. And so we And John was the captain in that one room when just the waves come pouring in, the glass shatters all over him. That was Or he was the guy who jumped off and hit the propeller. (laughs) Um, Either of those. So we just like push we i mean we didn't even push her we walked in like we walked we in told we went to the bathroom we, yeah we were like okay we well you're allowed to return if you went to the bathroom and she goes yes and i was i just walked so because we, they didn't know what they were doing yeah, they and i don't feel and quite frankly i don't feel bad about it because no we we waited in line forever and then we were seeing people who were clearly walked in behind us like someone we know who was like three rows in front of us, which is a lot of people in front of you. Three rows is a lot of people. It's over like probably 300. It's probably a hundred person per row. So, you know, we, and then things started getting crazy. Like they have like the barricades and people were shutting the barricades down. They were, they were crawling through the, like the curtains on the barricades to get past the people trying (laughs) to stop you. It was insane then there were people just walking in the door and just moving right where you get in line and not even like talking to the cast members because they were they were so understaffed and they they had no idea what to do and and you know it could have been a big safety concern if everyone just decided like these people don't know what we're doing let's all rush to like they they could have had a bigger problem on their hands if as it was a major pr it's it's worth them worrying about for tomorrow because now that people know that they can do that, there are going to be people attending tomorrow. I disagree. They'll fix this for tomorrow. You think? Maybe. The, the, because even the guy giving instructions yeah, there to was the crowd like recognized he said. He was like, <laughs> like it was yeah. like nervous laughing, like, <laughs> we're all right, right? <laughs> okay, you guys, well, sorry about that. <laughs> and, and, the, and from last, last um, expo in 2015, 
Um, it was a disaster the first day, and then the next yeah, the two first days, day it was always, much smoother. Okay. Yeah, so, they, they seem yeah. to have really bad first days, and we yep. experienced that firsthand. It actually was a little scary. I, I thought I was a little anxious about being down there. I was like, this is scary. People were so mad, and people, it was just like, it started to, it was just like the butterfly effect. I feel like I got out of there before people started getting really pissed. Yeah, I'm glad we got in line. Um, so anyway, all right. So then we, what do you have to I say? Was gonna say like, real quick. Well, this was all going on downstairs. I was on Twitter and someone tweeted uh, that yeah. police were on scene on the, the main floor mm-hmm. because there was some rowdiness <laughs> with the guests and a wall collapsed onto someone in the dream store. Yeah. Oh, that's a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. So I woo, day one. Yeah. Day one was yeah. kind of. <laughs> Fun. So we're running a little long. I know we wanted to make this quick, but let's talk at least a little bit about animation. And quite frankly, there's not that much to talk about. I um, agree. Well, I mean, let's let's talk about what we saw. So animation panel, um, uh, Bruce Horn comes out, introduces... Alan Horn. Oh, Bruce Horn. Why Bruce Horn? Alan, Alan Horn comes out, introduces John And Lasseter. he says, here comes the Little Mermaid. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, he... Introduces John Lasser, and I, I'm going to go on the record here, and I know I am in the minority because I could feel the room was very excited. I don't like John Lasseter. I don't know if I've ever said it on the podcast. Not a fan. Not a fan of him at all. And I just think it speaks volumes that he had to get the crowd pumped with a t-shirt cannon. I'm sorry. If that's your shtick, like, you don't have good stuff if, if you're getting us excited by giving us t-shirts. I, I don't care. I am not a huge fan. I mean, I like a good t-shirt cannon as much as the next guy, but yeah, I, I agree. I just think, I don't know. He's like smarmy. That's the word. Like, he's like, oh, I know I'm so much better than everyone. Meh. I make planes. Meh. I don't know. I'm not a I fan. saw some dudes in the line. One guy in particular jazzed about planes. He was wearing a button-down shirt covered in planes, and he was rocking a Disney's planes hat. And I was like, people like planes. He's the <laughs> well. He had to be real excited about that one sketch about. Yes. Well, yeah. Speed. So that's that's the first thing we saw. So the um, after John Lasseter gets introduced, they go through um, the the three studios. So there's Pixar, there's Walt Walt Disney Animation, and now there's Disney Toon Studios. So when we got out of there, I said, uh, "Is this a blind spot for me? Because I've never heard of this." And so apparently it's a new. Is it? I don't we know. Have I guess it. right. I. They didn't we, know what this never, is. Like they didn't do a very good job of describing this word that you know five Disney fans have never heard of. Um, but it was up on the the marquee with, next to like the Disney Animation Studios and Disney Pixar. Um, so they show us this test reel of a. Sp- Speed test. So it was called the speed test. Yeah, it's supposed to debut April 12, 2019. And it's a new film about animation. At first, I didn't know what it was because... It looked you, real. It looked real. I mean, it was, in, the, it was the, incredible. The, anim- and the animation was amazing. It, yeah. Yeah, it was. And then the planes are actually... Planes. Alive. Yeah, they've got the car Oh, guys. The, the, I... Did you see? Are you looking at this too? It's Disney Toon. <laughs> Disney Toon Studios was originally Disney Movie Tunes, and was also Disney Video Premiere. So it's an American animation studio which creates direct 
to video. Oh, so cool. like so occasional. Yeah, yeah, so Planes and Tinkerbell. You know, some great movies. Mm-hmm. Tinkerbell, yeah, Planes, Planes, Fire and Rescue. Oh, my God. Secret of the all Wings. Oh. All the Tinkerbell. Oh, all the Tinkerbell. So oh, this is movie. essentially like John Lasseter's whoa, 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 whoa. crap. A goofy movie, though. Crap, yeah. baby. <laughs> yeah, this is some bad stuff. John Lasseter quote, is a quote, quote, quote cap. They're not mad. So this is essentially John Lasseter's crap baby. <laughs> but but put that uh, on the I'm Wikipedia. Gonna, I'm going to say the look of this. There was no story to no. any of it. The look of it was incredible. The look was yeah, incredible. Yeah, it, was, it did look yeah. great. But it would have been nice for them to explain that. Yes. Like, because it was just like, oh, Disney animation, Pixar, the fact and that, then like, Disney the too. five of us, like, like and no. especially you two that really know, and you, Holly, know like the the Disney the animation, universe. like, yes, yeah. it's, it's unreal that none of us knew that. So, well, because it's a cast off essentially. Um, so then, what else do we? So oh, next oh, was oh. Um, Olaf's Frozen Adventure. So we found out this is going to debut as part of Coco. I think it's the lead-in. It's a and it, they said it's a twenty-one minute, twenty-two, yeah, twenty-two minute short that's going to debut at the front of Coco when it comes to theaters. That is a long short. Yeah, that's yeah. not short. No. short. That is a that is a medium. That's a long. Um, <laughs> the thing that I thought was really interesting about that is a a Disney animation um, work in front of a Pixar, Pixar. work. Yep. Because usually it's the Pixar shorts in front of the Pixar okay, so, movies. Yeah. I, I, so I thought about this while this was going on, and then we will foreshadow the last thing was Coco. Um, do they know Coco's not good? No. They think it's good dinosaur. They, it, this Coco is Wait, so good. they know it's not good? No, I don't know. Maybe they think it's good, but I, I get I, the same exact I feeling. Think, it's going to be their good dinosaur. I issue. think they think... It's not going to be good publicity-wise, but that if people go and see it, they will enjoy it. And I, so I think they're trying yeah. to get people in by headlining it with a, a 22-minute Frozen movie. Well, yeah, you know. I mean, I think that that speaks volumes about their confidence in Coco. Because if they felt that it was good enough to stand on its own, they wouldn't have to tether it to a, a known beloved property. A property. I, does anyone else agree with me? A hundred percent. I do, and, especially after seeing the clips. I do. Yeah, and I like I liked Coco a lot better when it was called The Book of Life. <laughs> so okay, so, well to to recap, Olaf's Frozen Adventure. So the directors are the same team behind Prep and Landing, which is the, great, which is good, which are very good. So it has this, the entire sync, the entire cast from the original Frozen back. They bring out Kristen Bell. Who plays Anna. And she's she, lovely. She starts introducing a scene, and it's Olaf about to start singing, and the audio cuts out. And so they, they, she plays along, and then all of a sudden, Josh Gad comes out in person and sings the song. This is my second. Did you guys get fooled? Because I thought Matt that it was legit fooled, technical I looked over at the Wozniak, and they're like, "Oh, Josh Gad's coming out." Yeah. And like me and Matt are like, "What's wrong with this?" <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 um, I called that one, and so he comes out and. Sings live to the animated video that's playing along. He was so good. He, incredible. Because yeah, so, I was like, like if you're not used to like performing that song, which I'm sure he hasn't performed that song a lot. Like I'm sure he's performed like in summer a million times, but like 
Like, he knew every nuance. He knew when to not sing. I was very impressed. I, I bet he practiced he did, that pretty hard. Yeah. So he's he a consummate have, performer. I mean, it was on the screen. I know, but bit. to know, like, oh, this is when the the villager talks. Like, you had that to... That was there, too. Oh, was it? Yeah, well, that's I, still... Even, it's, even it was knowing, very impressive, yeah, though. Yeah, knowing yeah, when he to was, come in and when not to. Yeah, so the song he sang was called That Time of Year, and the premise is he goes around to the villagers looking for their... Traditions for for holiday, traditions. for holiday, yeah, because Anna and Elsa don't realize they don't have any family traditions. So they make it very clear that Arendelle is a multicultural place with both Hanukkah, Christmas. I'm not sure if they had Ramadan. Yeah, that was interesting. Like, like a lot of a lot of Jews hanging out in Arendelle. <laughs> like, I'm like, I might as well be called Arendelle. Yeah. Oh, oh, nice. Oh, <laughs> no, for real. I mean, as a member, as the, you know, the, the lone member of the tribe, I mean, I, I guess I was happy to see some Jews hanging out in Arendelle, but I mean, I didn't expect it, nor would I have been upset if they weren't there. I was really, I really loved this. I thought that this was one of the highlights of this yeah. panel for me. And, Agreed. um, yeah. I would probably just go see this if it was like a half price ticket. Yeah. Like if you were like, oh, pay $4 and go get to see Olaf's Frozen Adventure, I would do that. Yeah, I'd rather do that. And then they go into, they talk about Frozen 2. They show the directors doing tours of in Norway. Norway. Which was um, weird. I, yeah, it was like here's, a weird like. It, here's a fun one. Have you ever like had a friend, coworker, or family member go on vacation and be like, I got to show you these pictures. And even if it's like a beautiful place or like somewhere you've always wanted to visit, it still sucks to like sit there and be like, yeah, I mean, I guess you did go to Hawaii. That is pretty. Yeah, that's an amazing volcano. But it's like, I don't want to sit here and watch your stupid pictures for five minutes. That's what this was. Yes. And also, why were they doing research now? When they already made Frozen. I know. That's what I didn't understand. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, 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 wait. No, no, it no, guys. changed from the front. <laughs> yeah, right. Frozen 1 was just, we made it up from, yeah, right? from nowhere. Oh, but. really? Oh, because it's a fictional place? <laughs> um, so, Holly, did you just have an epiphany? <laughs> <laughs> you just went, Arendelle's <gasps> not real? <laughs> not no, a real no, no, place. no. I'm just saying, like, they really didn't tell much, like, Agreed. what Frozen 2 is going to be I don't be think they about. know yet. I, I, think think I think it's in its infancy. I mean, and did, did anybody not... Oh, Taraji P. Henson was announced for... Uh, no, no. You're no. ahead of yourself. Jesus but. Christ, man. <laughs> Just let me... Let me I got my notes. Yeah, oh, please. Man. So, I was confused. Is the title Frozen 2 or not? No, they don't have it yet. They don't have it They wanted. They, they wanted have something and else, right? And they were right? making, like, the worst it was dad jokes about, like... Frozen dinner. Oh, hilarious, John. John, that's John Lasser's written all over that shtick, and it was terrible. It was awful because I left confused. John Lasser's banter was bad. Yeah, it was bad. And maybe we're going to be. Maybe you're going to read or hear from some other outlets that said like he is charming or whatever. But yeah, I wasn't into it. Okay, so then we move on to. I mean, I think. I'm not nearly as big of a John Lasseter hater as, as Catherine is. I think he's done some really great uh, great work with the company. But I don't think that, I mean, after seeing Bob Iger's amazing stage presence and presentation, it was a far cry. If you want a pun, you have to pun at a higher level than that. Oh, yeah. I want <laughs> high-level puns. <laughs> All right. So next, high level puns on this podcast. <laughs> no. So the next thing that, um, and this is probably the highlight for all of us, was 
Wreck-It Ralph 2, Ralph Breaks the Internet, uh, mm-hmm. coming out 2018. So they introduced two of the three directors, Rich Moore and Phil Johnston, and then they bring out Sarah Silverman. Just voices Vanellope. Vanellope. Von Schweep. Yeah, so the the basic premise of this movie is um, Vanellope's game Sugar Rush breaks down, and they need to go to the internet to find a replacement part. Um, and so that's basically the premise. So this, this we saw some some clips. They tell us that um, Taraji P Henson. Yes, yes, is is oh, going yeah, to she's in it. <laughs> Is going yes. to voice is going to voice a new character, Yas Y E S S S three S's. Yes, who's an algorithm within the internet. Yeah, that makes sense. She knows and, all the latest trends. And so they 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 start showing us. It seemed like storyboard. Yeah, it was like um, very animation rough drawing, and then we got to a scene where it was very far along. Yes, and you want to yes, you want to yeah, describe so, it so yeah. So they're um, like almost like on a monorail, and like yes, is kind of like describing the internet to Ralph and Vanellope, and talking about all the different interests you can have, and where they all intersect is this place called Oh My Disney, which I'm pretty sure is an Instagram handle of a non like Disney affiliated thing, but very no, no that's it Disney is, owns it. Oh, Disney owns it. Yeah, okay, yeah. So Oh My Disney. And, you know, it's very, like, this, like, park-esque place, but, you know, you can buy ears, you can become a Marvel superhero, you can, uh, you know, have some sort of Star Wars, you know, there's, there's Star they Wars. They Marvel yourself, yes, and it was Marvel people turning yourself, into and Iron Man. Into, and there was a cool Stan Lee cameo. Yes. Um, and, you know, like, it was, like, essentially, like, you were kind of in the park, but, like, a fantasy park. And then all of the princesses kind of like ramble through and everybody's oogling and ogling over them. Oh, and there was a really funny Sum Sum yes. reference that people yes. were like, I don't get it. What's so what's the big deal about Sum Sums? It's like furry sausages with faces. <laughs> it was really cute. Yeah. Um, but then uh, Vanellope in the scene is like, well, what's the deal with the princesses? And they're like, well, we don't bother the princesses and we don't mess with the princesses. And, Vanellope was like, oh, I want to mess with the princesses. So then Vanellope goes in, like, the princess, like... Domicile. Uh, like Princess dorm. Yeah, like the princess dorm room, <laughs> I guess. Like, the, the common area. And all the princesses are hanging out. And it's, you know, Jasmine, Pocahontas, Cinderella. Anna, Elsa, Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, Snow White, Ariel, uh, Tiana, Tiana Belle, Merida. Am I missing it? Did anything? you get Mulan? Mulan. Um, uh, uh, Tangled. Yeah, Rapunzel. 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 Um, so they're all hanging out, and it's just, like, the most, like, hilarious, witty banter with all of them. Like, there's, like, a kind of, like, a reference to Stockholm Syndrome with, like, the princesses, (laughs) and, like, you know, you... I really like they were talking about like what's the deal with needing like a man to define your existence and then like it was very meta like yes it, it was, was very meta that's you know to be honest that's the movie I want to see I want to oh, see 100%. Disney princesses movie <laughs> they should be making that the movie they should because that was but that seemed like a really really long scene though like that was yeah. that's that was what Wait. ten minutes of 10, oh yes. like the whole thing we saw from Wreck It Ralph was ten minutes and, and you could tell while watching it that a lot of these and most of them were the original voices they said, yeah, so yeah. Like, but you can tell I mean they didn't say that until sure I, I know what right. you're saying so, yeah. so anyway um, you know like Vanellope kind of like makes this 
pleaded. She's also a princess. She's a princess of Candy Crush and blah, blah, blah. Sugar and Rush. Sugar Rush. Just candy Crush. Oh, same thing. Um, sugar Rush. And, you know, it's really funny. And Jasmine is allergic to Raja and she needs an asthma inhaler. Um, so it was great. And then, like, they all like her clothes a lot. So then cut to the princesses in the princess common room all wearing like sweatpants and like there's a great like aerial reference where she's wearing like a shirt and it's it's just hilarious it's so good um so then they bring the lights down and then john lasseter introduces jody benson um well actually he says okay and doing the voices of the princesses are the same voices from the movies and so he talks about Adina Menzel and the woman who played Mulan. I do not know what her name is. When um, something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Ming, and I, Ming-Na. Okay. Ming-Na. And then he introduces Jody Benson. Jody Benson comes out. You know, she's lovely as always. She introduces Paige O'Hara, who is the original voice of Belle, who introduces Linda, Linda Larkin, Larkin, who is Jasmine. the voice of Jasmine, who introduces uh, Brenda. No, Erwin or, or, uh, Bernard Pocahontas. Oh yes, Pocahontas. Who introduces all these Diana. and all these, prin- uh, these voices Anika, of princesses Nani are just Rose. coming out rapid yeah, fire. Yeah, they're just like one after another. Yeah. People are going absolutely bananas for the princesses. Bonkers. Yeah. So Pocahontas <laughs> then introduces uh, Tiara. Tiana. Tiana. Sorry, I can't read my hand. It looks like an R. <laughs> um, I'm writing this in like half dark room. Yeah. So then, uh, <laughs> th- then Rapunzel. Mandy Moore. Uh, Mandy Moore comes out. Uh, Merida. Yes. Oh my gosh, there was a great Merida bit in <laughs> yes. that thing too. That was like that was really laugh out loud funny. Uh, Kelly McDonald. Then she introduces uh, Anna, which uh, we already saw. We already saw, saw Kristen, Kristen Bell. Bell. Um, and then Moana. Moana, Alani uh, Cavallo. Yeah. And then they finally, then they finally bring back Sarah Silverman as Vanellope as the newest princess. So they took a lot of good pictures of them. So you'll probably see those pictures breaking the internet really soon. But that. Nice. Was the highlight of that panel for me. This was the highlight. Yes, seeing one hundred percent the whole clip from beginning to end, the Sarah Silverman part, and then they talked about Incredibles the too. Incredibles two. Um, and they brought out the cast. They brought out Brad Bird. Yep. Brad Bird seemed incredibly nervous to me. Agreed. Like he seemed like I always kind of like thought like, oh, it's Brad Bird. Like he's so good at this stuff. But I was he like, seemed what off the or something. Heck? Yes, I agree. Yeah, he like couldn't say the words on the teleprompter. He was not doing too well. He said something wrong. I can't recall, but he totally. Oh, so did John. John Lasseter said something. He couldn't think of what word, and he was oh, inside out. He yeah, was, the, of he was the director of, um, or he was the producer on, yeah, y- you know, where you're inside the mind, you know. And, like, he just ended the sentence with, you know. He didn't say <laughs> and, inside. And it's, I don't know if, you, if you're watching the tele. He doesn't have a script. They, he just has bullet points. Uh, like a, well, almost a PowerPoint well, where it's like four the, or five. I don't know. Right. He, I, I, know he I'm blanked this. on the title inside out. <laughs> yeah. One of the biggest Pixar uh, successes. <laughs> yeah. Of so, the past so anyway, years. The Incredibles came out. We oh. got to see. Um, we got to see like there was a little bit of Edna Mode, and there was like a little. That shit. was cute. I thought yeah, that was that cute. Was, yeah, that was it. Was okay. And then they brought out the kid who's gonna be the new um, Dash, uh-huh. which is new. And then so it was Craig T. Nelson. It was Holly Hunter, the girl that plays Violet, who looked terrible. Um, I don't care if she's a kid. She looked terrible. You don't wear vertical stripes on stage. Um, and then 
uh, Samuel L. And oh, <laughs> Rob is so <laughs> torn up about little Samuel L. said. So they, they, they're giving advice to this newest kid playing Dash, and they ask each of the other for, um, for a bit of advice, and they give off a little phrase as to, what did they say? Don't read the, oh, that's what, yeah. I ruined the whole thing. Man, he so, just so, gave the punchline <laughs> at the beginning. Yeah, so uh, Craig T. Nelson says something, Holly Hunter says something, and then they get to Samuel uh, L. Jackson, and he says, don't read the comments. That's literally all he said. You have one of the well, you know biggest movie stars <laughs> I thought he in said the world. Read, I thought he said don't read the comics. No, comments. Like yeah. online. Yeah. People, like, trolling Why would people. don't read the comics make sense? Yeah, maybe you're a better Nick Fury if you haven't read the comics. <laughs> well, this movie looks kind of interesting because it seems like it's focused around Jack-Jack, the baby, about yeah. finding his oh, powers. We did, yeah, we did see a, a clip. The clip yeah. looked the clip it, was I thought cute. it was kind of cute. The clip I, was uh, cute. I, I, it was I on that, but it was just like you brought these stars. Like Samuel L. Jackson's one of the biggest movie stars like, in the world. do something and, like, fun. Like he, had, he showed none of his personality, nothing. nothing. It, it was like four words. I don't know. I think he – I disagree with that because when he came out the crowd oh, the, yeah, went like, insane for him and you know he's he like just kind of walked out he's like a taking total selfies. He, he, did a selfie. he did a selfie he did a selfie yeah. he you know he just walked out with his hands out he stretched. doesn't have to say anything yeah, to just he's, yeah. and he'll definitely be there tomorrow as, as nick yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna so. see okay we're gonna see well this again. movie's coming out next summer in 2018 yep 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 and after that, it was Toy Story 4. Yeah, so they bring out Josh Cooley, who's the director. Um, cool little personal story about him. He started as an intern at Pixar about 15 years ago and now worked his way up to director. Not much from this. We just saw a clip at Pixar. I did um, like that. I liked the it, Pixar agreed. clip. I thought that was fun. It was like an inside look that I was yeah, like, oh, it wasn't. talking to employees Yeah, like there. it was just like kind of like Billy on the street style. So, so that's Billy on the street. Summer uh, 2019, no actors, nothing, no Tom Hanks, unfortunately. The next one, The Suburban Fantasy World. Yes. um, That really intrigued me. Yeah, that was was That really has me. So this was was a brand brand new announcement. Correct. John Lasseter prefaced it with saying this is a first look, and this is not the title, but they do put on the screen, it says, a story based on a suburban fantasy world. Um, Don... Dan Scanlon is directing it. Yep. I forget what he's known for. Did anybody remember? No. Mm-hmm. I didn't write that down. Sorry. I'm going to disagree. I think it sounds like Monsters, Inc. with mm-hmm. fantasy creatures. I don't at all. I no, think it I has don't. a really good storyline yeah, to his, it. The it, personal I mean, story. Yeah. His, his was, personal story really was really, good. was really good. Like He lost his father at a very young age, and he doesn't really know anything about his father and me uh, being a teacher. I mean, I have some students who've lost, you know, a parent at a very young age. And, you know, I mean, I lost my dad when I was 19 and to have those memories and for, yeah, he had like a, he had a voice recording, which said like, he said like meant the world to him. So I, I think it's going to be interesting. I hope they can do fun things. It's way off. It's, it's, it's very, it's extremely in its infancy, which is what Pixar does best though like it doesn't remind me of anything else which is what i'm like yes this is we need more of this yeah yep and then the last thing is we get a, a look at coco a long look which at coco. very long so this is slated again november 22nd this is the next pixar movie coming out they bring out the director uh the pro- i think two of the producers uh, uh 
I, I was bored by this. I was I, bored too. I, I don't know. I was just I, like, oh my gosh. This, like, and the sad thing is, those are the best clips they could show us. That, that, your that description of this being the, their good dinosaur is probably yeah, right. like it's like except I the it was kind except of the clip that they showed of the good dinosaur was good. Had he looked and I was like, oh my god, this movie's gonna be great. Mm. Yeah, if I'm already thinking this movie's not gonna be awesome, I like everything you see in these panels should be just like show stopping and amazing, and like you should walk out wanting to see everything, even if it's a piece of crap. They should be able to frame it for you that you want to <laughs> see it. And like I walked out thinking, yeah, I still don't really want to see it. Like it, it was just the book of life of redone, and it was it was not impressive. I was bored. Um, and they brought out the dog and pony show for this. Yes. Um, the mm-hmm. young man who will play the lead. Anthony uh, Gonzalez, I think was yes. the name. Yes. Yes. He came out the and. receiver from the, the Indianapolis Colts. The Lopez's who wrote the songs from Frozen wrote the song called Remember Me, which will be, there's like kind of like a celebrity type character um, in this. Played in this, by, uh, voiced by Benjamin, Benjamin Bratt. Bratt. Um, and he has like a famous song and. They the kid came out and played it and sang, and then like the stage opened up and Benjamin Bratt came out and also sang it. He actually had a really good voice. Yeah, yes. like I was really impressed by his voice. And then no they nervous. had the confetti from the ceiling, and then the mariachi dancers and the they had the, band, the they had they had, they had a huge full band up on the stage, and then all the dancers in the aisles, which was fun but like it wasn't like it didn't do anything for me agreed and then everybody got a coco poster the coco poster is nice See, yeah if you and... want one go on ebay you'll find one yeah right um but <laughs> overall like i thought the day was kind of underwhelming like last year like after this day i was like holy crap it can't get better than this like the legends was great as was the animation panel Eh, I was lukewarm today. Yeah, a very Is that a Mark Hamill pun. Yes, <laughs> I was Luke Oprah today. Because that's a good pun. <laughs> yeah. Unlike last year's, unlike last year's puns. Hoping tomorrow the live action will be a lot better in the parks panel. Yeah, so we're, yeah, yeah, I'm we're hoping Ducktail is going to be awesome tomorrow too. Yes. Yeah, we're going to be all over tomorrow, so we're going to break up. Uh, we're going to break up. Yeah, a little bit. We're all going to do the, the live action. Um, I know I personally am doing the parks panel. I think Scott, Holly, and Robert are doing parks, and Catherine and Matt are gonna break off. Break out. Break out. I'm definitely doing the gaming panel as well. Uh, I don't care if I have to go by myself. You will. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to that yeah. unless they're giving free stuff. Okay. They well, have must you must do is I need to take Jump a dive in that money. Which evidently had a two-hour wait today. Yeah, and they have to sanitize it after (laughs) each user. Just smells like a big vat of Febreze. Um, But anyway, guys, thank you so much for watching or listening. Uh, We are going to try to get some YouTube content up if we can. We are working under a time crunch here, Um, but Twitter's the best. Yeah, we're way we're to very... find us right now is and our things and Catherine's been propagating our in, Instagram story, right? And Facebook. I haven't hardly had much of an Instagram story, but but yeah. she's gonna. Yeah, but I'm gonna. <laughs> again. Secrets and lies. Yeah, so Twitter. <laughs> Twitter is the best. Twitter yeah. and Facebook are loaded with info and pictures and just all around fun stuff. And we got to go get ready to go yeah. eat dinner, which all I'm right. very excited about. So thank you guys for listening. Matt's like laying on the belly. He's going to bed. So we're yeah. going to end this podcast right now before this 
idiot goes to sleep. I'm just comfortable. Okay, bye guys. Cheers. Bye. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.